When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It has the feel of an end to an era. Ben Roethlisberger's last game as a Steelers starter could be this Sunday versus the Broncos. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Stellas so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Stick a fork in him. Ben Roethlisberger is done. Such is the cold-eyed, callous assessment of once-adoring Steelers Nation. Certainly it is if you judge by the damning reaction on Twitter in wake of the Steelers' season-crushing loss in Green Bay. This time it wasn't on the Steelers' young and unproven offensive line. The Steelers' struggles were clearly the result of their thick, 39-year-old future Hall of Fame quarterback's faltering play. Ben is but a shell of his former self. Big Ben can't move in Matt Canada's offense requiring mobility. Worse, he is missing wide-open receivers down the field. And while Pittsburgh fans decried the offsize call on the block punt return for a touchdown... With Ben playing so abysmally, it really wouldn't have made it much difference. No wonder Mike Tomlin was seen making moon eyes at the opposing quarterback Aaron Rodgers from the sidelines. Rodgers responded with a flirtatious smile of his own. Could we be setting the stages for Rodgers to come to Pittsburgh as soon as next season? That is speculation for another day. Right now, I'm sure Mike Tomlin would be making googly eyes at most any quarterback that could be paired with Pittsburgh's plethora of talented receivers, its promising rookie running back, and a defense that when it hits its stride and shrugs off a string of nagging injuries should be as stinging and sack-happy as ever. No wonder all of those sad eyes are on Big Ben just waiting, wondering when he will be shown the sideline. The conventional wisdom held that the final curtain would close during the Steelers' bye week later this month. But now, Steelers fans and analysts alike are insisting Big Ben be shown the door to the showers should he falter this Sunday against the mediocre Broncos at Heinz Field. We could be seeing Big Ben's last game as a starter in his storied Steelers career. Even Mike Tomlin, a Big Ben believer all these years, conceded that Roethlisberger, once capable of shrugging off pass rushers and eluding pressure, is simply incapable of moving the way he once did. That is a huge problem considering that Matt Canada's new offense is predicated on movement above all. Then again, nothing about this still young Steelers season makes any sense whatsoever. 
While fans are ready to turn the page and leave Ben Roethlisberger to history, Mike Tomlin is not. Asked if Big Ben is still the best quarterback for his football team, Tomlin was unequivocal. Absolutely, the coach replied. Still, all those fans thinking the home game against Denver will be Big Ben's swan song. Perhaps the message from the coach is not so fast. In other words, this could be a lingering, slow fade out for Big Ben and his fading skills. Hey, we've already written off the Hollywood ending of a Steelers season with a deep playoff run for Big Ben's big finish. Roethlisberger will not get to ride off into the sunset as Jerome Bettis did. This season and Ben's fate will be far, far darker. Are we going to have to watch as he limps off or worse be carried off the football field? Who knows? It could come to that. The more likely and humane scenario is that the Steelers will use an injury excuse. Already, Tomlin floated the fact that Big Ben is now hobbled by a hip injury coming out of the Green Bay game. Could this be the seed for the excuse that finally prevents Roethlisberger from starting another football game in Pittsburgh? Hey, we could soon find out. Up until now, Big Ben has been treated like the Pittsburgh royalty he is. Tomlin is still treating him as such. But the time is coming to put Big Ben, this team, and the great Steelers fan base out of its collective misery. If they need to use the injury excuse, so be it. But someone will need to stop this and soon. It's already pretty ugly, and it could get a lot, lot worse. That's the cold, hard reality in Pittsburgh right now. The football team does have potential. Its starting quarterback's best days are well behind him, however. It's soon time to close the book on Big Ben Roethlisberger, and what a story it has been. But when it comes to endings, they are hard. Hey, just ask Stephen King, okay? I mean, he never know how to end any of his great books. Hey, and the Hollywood ending in Pittsburgh was always fantasy. This isn't tinsel time. It's Pittsburgh. And it's the NFL. And no one beats Father Time. Except, of course, Tom Brady. That's another stick in the crawl of Steelers fans. But again, that's another story. But right now, we got to face facts. And so we're going to look at all the reasons for Ben to take a seat on the bench. Plus, we're going to give you a counter-argument that says the Steelers still need to stick with Roethlisberger. It's all here in this pains me to say it edition of your Steelers Update podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my Pen Live column first thing Thursday. It will be packed with plenty of memes depicting Pittsburgh's displeasure with its aging, struggling Steelers quarterback, and of course, its impatience with the final curtain for Big Ben. But right now, let's get right to it, but not for not before these messages. Stay tuned.
And we're back, Steelers fans. And first up, we have Chris Mueller writing for the Beaver County Times online and channeling the bench Big Ben sentiment coursing through Steelers Nation in wake of that Green Bay loss. Mueller writes this, quote, can we be done with this now? I was willing to give Roethlisberger until the bye week to show that he still had something left, but watching him look inadequate, inept, and errant, all while Aaron Rodgers lit up the Steelers' defense almost at will, that was enough evidence. Those who have seen the Steelers pull off shocking in-season turnarounds will doubtlessly say this is too soon. The Steelers are 2-8 since their 11-0 start last year. Three of their last four losses have been by double digits. Their offense looks virtually unchanged. The run, non-existent. Roethlisberger gets the ball out almost instantaneously. He rarely threatens defenses downfield and succeeds infrequently when he does. Through four games this year, no passer has a quicker average time to throw. Per next-gen stats, Roethlisberger is getting it out in 2.33 seconds. He's had the quickest trigger in the league out of four weeks. That's a continuation of last year when he was also the fastest draw in the league with the ball getting out in 2.3 seconds on average. There is certainly no gunslinger left in his game. As bad as his offensive line has been, Roethlisberger is unloading the football when there's no rush anywhere near him. The offensive line, at least for one game, did their collective job. It seemed obvious via the eye test that Green Bay was their best game of the season to date. It still didn't matter. Roethlisberger was dead set on unloading the football when he didn't have to. Haven't we seen enough? Would Mason Rudolph really be demonstrably worse? How could he be? It should be pretty clear through four games and dating back to the end of last season that this is not a playoff caliber football team and Ben Roethlisberger is not a playoff caliber quarterback. Unquote. Strong stuff from Chris Mueller, who suspects clearly Ben of panicking in the pocket dumping the ball off short, and missing the big throws for those chunk yardage splash plays that Mike Tomlin loves and used to be a Steelers signature. And Mueller is not wrong. But now we turn to Mark Caboli, writing for The Athletic, who insists all the blame for these problems do not belong on Big Ben's broad shoulders. Here, Caboli makes the case for the Steelers to stick with Roethlisberger this season, writing this, quote, the Steelers are the only team that has yet to score more than 17 points in a game this season. Is it Roethlisberger's fault? Sure, but it's not only his fault. The popular narrative is to say he's incapable of throwing the deep ball. And that is not true. He's incapable of consistently throwing the deep ball. That's concerning considering he's about 24 months from major elbow surgery. In the Steelers' 27-17 loss to Green Bay to fall to 1-3 on the season, Big Ben zipped a ball to Johnson 
Deontay Johnson for his 400th career touchdown passes, the Steelers QB. Then Ben laid up a duck to him in the fourth quarter when the Steelers were in desperation mode. The Steelers are also very limited with their running game that the chunk plays have to be part of it. They have not been. The Steelers have only seven passes of 25 yards or longer, two of which went for touchdowns. Their offense isn't good enough to consistently put together 15 play drives. Their running game is incapable of letting them do that, and certainly a poor throw or a penalty would halt such a drive as well. Tomlin, who calls them chunk plays, put the Pittsburgh problem with the lack of them this way. Quote, we've got to have those plays. Chunks eliminate a lot of execution, we say in the coaching business. And by that, I mean, if you're not playing clean, splash plays or chunks of real estate aid you. And so we're not playing clean enough and we're not getting enough chunk plays to offset it. And that's why we're having the conversation we are having, unquote. Now, I will say this, Roethlisberger has been very upfront about accepting the blame for a lot of these problems. And after the Green Bay loss, as Caboli notes in his post, Big Ben even pinpointed some of the problem on the missed throws. This is the quote from Ben, also in Caboli's piece in The Athletic. Quote, I drop my elbow down, and when you drop your elbow, the ball isn't as accurate. That's just on me to make the better throws. We had some plays. We had some guys open on the sidelines early. I throw them a little faster than I want to at times. At the end of the day, you have to make the throws, unquote. Hey, that's good on Ben looking at the situation. Question is, can he change it? And what to make of it? Uh, for the Steelers and their decision on who starts, well, here's Caboli's take. Maybe Ben doesn't trust his arm. He threw a one-read bullet on a slant 30 yards downfield to James Washington late in the game that rivaled anything Aaron Rodgers threw, but it's just not always there. Didn't Babe Ruth hit a home run in his last major league game? It's all about consistency. Right now, Roethlisberger isn't. Now, it doesn't mean he won't be. Roethlisberger still gives the Steelers their best chance of winning. There is no looking toward next year to see what they have in Mason Rudolph. That would be a sign the Steelers are giving up, and that's not what Tomlin is about. Receivers are going to have to start making plays for Big Ben and the offense. I hear the scoffing. You see it happen every week. When was the last time you saw it with the Steelers? Good question from Mark Caboli. They're scoffing on the sidelines. You're, you're not really seeing the, the unity, and you're not seeing these receivers really make the big plays. And certainly Juju Smith-Schuster was criticized coming out of the Green Bay for perhaps not doing enough to hit some of those big throws that Big Ben maybe overthrew a bit, but maybe another receiver could have brought in. So here's what Kaboli quotes Roethlisberger saying about the big play chemistry that takes two, two people, two efforts. Quote, honestly, it's a little bit of both of us, the receivers and the quarterback. 
for a deep ball to be successful, both parties have to be on the same page. They have to understand the coverage and what's going on. At the end of the day, I'm the one throwing it. I'm the one who has to make it happen. I'm the one who has to hit the guys, regardless of where they are on the field, regardless of what the coverage is. It comes down to me to get them the ball, unquote. So Camboli concludes things this way, especially looking at that Ben quote. Until such a time Ben is making those throws, he writes, Smith Schuster, James Washington, and Chase Claypool, who missed the game with a hamstring injury, are going to have to help him out, unquote. Hey, now, what still isn't helping Big Ben and the Steelers' offense all that much is that offensive line, which at times has been offensive. The unit did play better in Green Bay, but the root problem for all of this begins with the offseason that saw the Steelers overlook the line that would be protecting their 39-year-old QB. It might be uh, considered somewhat of an oversight when you when you look back on it in hindsight. Now we have Ed Bouchette, also writing for The Athletic, who is putting it on blast in talking about this glaring Steelers blind spot in building the 2021 team. Quote, it's become obvious that Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert either vastly overrated what the Steelers offensive line could do this season or would not or could not do anything to make it better. The line is a mess, and there's little they can do other than hope rookies Dan Moore Jr. at left tackle and Kendrick Green at center get better or play backups to see if they can get the job done. Otherwise, it's going to be a brutally long season for quarterback Ben Roethlisberger if he lasts that long, and rookie running back Najee Harris if he lasts. It's no secret how the Steelers have found themselves in this situation. It's simple. The excellent linemen they had for years, Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, Ramon Foster, and Alejandro Villanueva, all got old and or injured at the same time, and the Steelers did little to prepare for that. Here are some striking numbers from the past nine drafts. The Steelers had 16 picks in the first two rounds, plus two others they traded. They used six of those on linebackers, including their second rounder, to move up to take Devin Bush in 2019, and five on defensive backs, including their 2021 first rounder, which they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. Of those 18 scheduled picks and the 16 they made, the number of offensive linemen they drafted? Zero. Is there any wonder they find themselves in the position of having their worst offensive line in a decade or more? Tomlin, Colbert, and a lot of them probably knew it would take some time for the group to perform to some kind of NFL standards, if it ever indeed will perform at that level. But Roethlisberger doesn't have that kind of time, and the way things are going, Najee Harris may not either, unquote. Hey, that is looking back in hindsight and laying the blame where it belongs. The Steelers were not prepared for the offensive line to get old all at once. And this group is not cutting the mustard, even though it did look a little better in Green Bay. So right now, what we have in Pittsburgh and what we have with these Steelers is lots of blame to go around for the abysmal offensive woes. But what is the solution? In Steelers Nation, the verdict is in, and it's simple. 
time to bench Big Ben should he fail to perform in the upcoming home game versus the Broncos. But Mike Tomlin and Mark Caboli, who is a student of Mike Tomlin, says, do not hold your breath. We're going to close with his insight from another of his fantastic articles in The Athletic. Quote, Roethlisberger is still the best man for the job, and there's no really debating it now or two months from now. All this according to Caboli and even Coach Mike Tomlin. Now, except for one thing, the coach did concede that one huge caveat when it comes to his aging quarterback. Quote, everything except mobility, Tomlin said of Big Ben. I don't have an answer for that or lack thereof. Ben used to be able to run really well when he was young. Those days are behind him. Other than that, I don't see that much that's a discussion in terms of technical operations or quality of play that can be improved, unquote. Hey, that's uh, a pretty big caveat, I would say, from Tomlin. And as for the rising clamor among the Steelers' faithful to stick a fork in Roethlisberger before the entire season slips away, Tomlin was steadfast in sticking with, not sticking a fork in, Big Ben as your Steelers starter. Caboli offers up this coach's quote as evidence. Quote, Ben and I have been at our jobs long enough that we know and understand what comes with it. We love Pittsburgh, PA. We love Steelers Nation. And we appreciate the passion that they have. And we understand the responsibilities that come along with our roles. Him being a quarterback and me being the head coach, oftentimes we get too much credit when things are going well. And we're always ready to absorb the negativity about our positions when things aren't going well. That's just life for us, unquote. Hey, the bottom line from the coach and from Caboli and carefully reading all of the uh, language and body language of Tomlin, Caboli says this, Mike Tomlin looked, talked, and acted like there is no choice to be made, unquote. No choice to be made at the quarterback position. In other words, Steelers fans, scream all you want, holler all you want, tweet all you want, stick a fork in Big Ben. Until Mike Tomlin sees otherwise, it's Roethlisberger's team, for better or for worse. And yeah, it could get worse. That's the reality right now, Steelers fans. An old, tired quarterback who will not be benched. A head coach willing to bide his time in a 2021 schedule, quickly running out of opportunities for the Steelers to try to claw their way back into any type of semblance of a playoff race. Sunday versus the Broncos will be a golden opportunity for that. But can the black and gold get it done? That's the question. We shall see. But the evidence from four games says no. And of course, whatever happens Sunday and whatever happens in wake of Sunday's game, we're going to have it right for you here in the next edition of your Steelers Update podcast. It is out fresh every Wednesday afternoon. My column comes Thursday on Live, And of course, check out Live anytime for your real-time Steelers news.